For the farming community, this is a really busy time of year. Maybe not out in the fields or in the orchards, but in the state capitals. All three northwest states are in their legislative sessions right now. And on top of that, we have a Congress tasked with crafting a new farm bill this year. I recently sat down with Rick Nairbout, CEO of the Idaho Dairymen's Association, to talk about the farm bill. But first, we started our conversation talking about Boise and what this legislative session means or could mean for the dairy sector. So so we've had two significant lifts from our perspective, two priorities in this legislative session. One was another appropriation for what's called the CAFO Improvement Fund, and that is a water quality grant program that CAFO operators can access to do water quality improvement projects on their facility. Uh, For dairy and beef, largely that looks at manure handling systems and improving uh, the, the way dairymen uh, can, can handle their manure through investments on their facilities. We had great participation the first year of this program last year and are looking for another $5 million appropriation to build upon the successes that we had last year. Our, our other effort, and this is the one that, that is getting far more publicity than the CAFO Improvement Fund, is a piece of legislation called Restricted Driver License, and it's Senate Bill 1081, and we were in Senate Transportation Committee last week and were able to get that bill out of Senate Transportation Committee uh, for a, a consideration by the full floor of the Senate. And, and that piece of legislation would provide the ability for somebody that might be here without legal status to go and obtain a, a driver's license strictly for the use of driving on Idaho roadways. And the, the rub there is you know, the the oppositions to the legislation don't like the fact that we're providing somebody that's here without legal status a legal document. The proponents and ourselves, being one of those main proponents, continue to point out that these individuals are here, they're driving on our roads, they're not getting the proper training that you and I get to get a license before they're driving on the roads, and Every other state that's done this has seen improvements in road safety. There's a reduction in hit and run. There's a reduction in the number of individuals fleeing from from police. There's improvements, significant improvements in the rate of uninsured drivers. And so all the metrics that you would want to see improve do when these licenses are afforded to individuals in other states. And so we're trying to get that same opportunity for Idahoans that that. Uh, other states have provided. And we're hopeful that we might be able to continue to move this forward, but it's definitely a heavy lift. Rick, Idaho is such a ag-focused state, especially a dairy-focused state. Are you surprised that there is this kind of opposition brewing against this legislation in Boise? No, uh, really, really we're not. I mean, we've got ourselves, Idaho Farm Bureau, Nearly every single commodity in the state is supportive of this, but Idaho, given such strong conservative bona fides and the liberal or the the libertarian bend that uh, comes along with the conservative aspect of Idaho politics, it's not a surprise that that we're hitting this kind of headwind. It's just, at times it's frustrating because it feels like such a logical solution because of all the improvements that it does bring to rural communities in terms of roadway safety. 
um, it, it's just frustrating that sometimes the, or often the emotion overrides all of the facts and all of the benefits that rural Idaho would see from this. If dairy producers are in favor of this legislation, what can they do to maybe, I don't want to say tip the scales, but make sure that legislation that is getting the backing of not only the dairy industry, but Farm Bureau and others uh, gets a better shake in Boise? So the, the biggest thing that individuals that want to see this happen can do is to reach out to their local senator and encourage them to vote in favor of Senate Bill 1081. That's that's the number one thing you can do to try and see this effort move forward would be to support that and, and to, to make sure your senator and your district knows that you're supportive of it. So uh, let's talk about the 2023 Farm Bill. Um, boy, you know, I, I know a lot of uh, commodity organizations, a lot of groups will be watching this incredibly closely and have kind of a wish list out there. What are your thoughts as we get the conversation about the Farm Bill underway in, D- in D.C.? So high-level thoughts as we start the conversations on Farm Bill is is really, you know, protecting the programs that we have in existence, you know, dairy revenue protection especially, and, and the funding for that. Um, you know, those, uh, you know, crop insurance for dairy is probably the easiest way to describe it, but those type programs have been really successful for, for dairy farmers. And so we want to see the continuation of that. Um, and, and so really trying to defend that turf and make sure that we see those programs available to our dairymen going forward. In terms of, of new ideas for the Farm Bill, uh, we really would like to see some revamping of how NRCS funding works for CAFO operators in that, you know, we've got some CNMP requirements and additional requirements on animal agriculture that you don't see in other aspects of NRCS if you're a row cropper. And so we'd like to level that playing field and make sure that our dairymen have the same access to funding that, you know, other other farmers have and have that same ease that other farmers have. Because today there is definitely a difference uh, on whether you do or don't own animals and how difficult it might be to uh, work through the bureaucracy of NRCS. So we'd like to see some changes there. We'd also like to see some changes in the caps that are provided uh, or, or put into place within NRCS funding or Farm Bill funding, program funding. And right now, the caps are at 450000 an individual, uh, 900 uh, per couple if you're a, a husband-wife uh, type scenario. And we'd like to see those caps increased. You know, in, in our, our CAFO Improvement Fund provides a great example of how Without those caps increasing with escalating and inflating costs, that they really become uh, less and less substantial when when you look at the cost of implementing conservation at the farm level. Our dairymen and and our capital improvement fund that the state uh, uh, worked with us on this last year, that was a $5 million funding pool, and our dairymen matched that $5 million with nearly $23 million. In, in funding out of their own pocket. And so very much provides an example of the increased costs that conservation uh, cost dairy producers, that increased expense is, is tough to overcome, especially when you're looking at a lean year like what 23 is looking to play out to be. So we'd like to see, you know, higher caps that really provide more meaningful assistance to implement conservation practices at the farm level. 
Rick, I'm curious, what do you think about the House being slightly Republican, the Senate being a, a, a 50-50? There's not a big lead either way for either party. What does that mean for the Farm Bill discussion and making sure that the farming community doesn't get overshadowed by nutrition? So it definitely makes threading the needle of a farm bill exceptionally difficult. And, and the reality is we need the nutritional component to be part of a farm bill to be able to find enough votes to pass a farm bill. If you take the nutritional component out of it, then you lose the interest of all the urban legislators, especially those in the House. Uh, you know, in the Senate, everybody's got farming because the senators represent their entire state. So in the Senate, everybody's got farming in their district. In the House, you have so many of those House members that don't have any farming in their district that if you don't include the nutritional component to it, then there's really nothing in it for the constituency. So we've got to continue to combine nutrition and farming together. But the increased cost of food and the nutritional piece pushing over um, the, you know, limits that are, or levels that we haven't seen in previous farm bills really is going to draw the ire of, of fiscal hawks, and there's going to be a desire to try and cut that nutritional component, which if you're looking at trying to find Democratic votes, that becomes fairly problematic, and a de Democratic administration, it becomes pretty problematic trying to cut SNAP programming uh, when you need those Democratic votes to get a farm bill passed. Once again, that was Rick Nairbout, CEO of the Idaho Dairymen's Association.